Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey friends, I'm Julie Bender. Welcome back. Hmm, Julie, optimism. We're going to talk about that today. I think women are generally optimistic, do you not? I mean, I think so. I mean, I feel like I'm fairly optimistic, as are you. Although, of course, there are always outliers. There are dudes who are optimistic, and then there are maybe women who struggle with it. It's true. But as a gender, we tend to be slightly more optimistic, and this kind of helps us walk this grit and grace life. (laughs) It does. And do you know that research actually shows one of the reasons we live longer is because we are optimistic. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, that right there is a little tidbit that makes me want to be even more optimistic. But sometimes we're optimistic when we should not be. (laughs) I mean, do we not fill our purse with things we don't use? But we know one day we will. Oh my gosh, our purses are a black hole, that's uh-huh. for sure. Yep. We're also con- always convinced that the next beauty cream will legitimately work. Yeah, ha- have you cleaned out drawers of those before? No, but I definitely probably should. Yeah, well, I have many times. <laughs> I know I do this. I'll go in a grocery store and I will not grab a basket or a cart because I'm sure whatever I pick up, I can hold in my arms. <laughs> well, and then of course you get home and you now have 14 bags that you didn't somehow have a cart for, and you're totally gonna get them up the stairs in one trip. I mean, is a woman ever willing to do more than one trip? No, Without at least not. trying. Yeah, not without <laughs> trying, and circulation on your hands being cut <laughs> off in the process, so that is very true. Uh, we keep the 14 old bras or more in my case, the 14 different sized pair of jeans, because one day I might wear it again. It's true. It's true. Every bite, who knows? Okay. Have you bought the new chopper that's advertised on TV or the new shredder or the new bottle opener or whatever it is? Because this time when you get it, you know that thing's going to really work, although the other 14 did not. (laughs) I mean, I've definitely been guilty of that. Here's one we do. We run one more load of laundry, even though the last five have gone out of balance, are not folded, they're not put away, (laughs) and yet this one, this one's going to get done. It's going to be the killer. All right, this is one I am the worst in. I believe when the gas light's on... On your car, where it says, you're heading toward empty, I have one more errand to run, I have just, it's going to take me the miles I need to go. I don't believe it. It's not going to run out of gas. In fact, there was a time I asked my daughters to pray we would get where we needed to go, which is probably a wrong example. But I always (laughs) believe I could get more out of that gas than it tells me. That's so true. I mean, optimism is one of our female strengths. It inspires us to push harder and beyond what we thought is possible. So the positivity that we choose to embrace really does benefit in a variety of ways. And we want to kind of unpack how that looks in different areas of our life, especially if today you might be struggling with feeling optimistic. Well, we know that we have to tackle so many things in life, so many things. And, you know, we have to juggle. We, We do it pretty well. From home repairs to car pickup line, jobs that we have to get to, and homework projects to help with. 
And at the end of the day, we have to add dinner when we haven't gone to the store and there's nothing in the pantry. And yet somehow it seems to always get done. We believe that we must and therefore we do. And here's the interesting part of it is we all tackle it in our own, you know, different personal type of way, keeping in mind our personalities, our talents, our gifts and the things that drive us crazy. Do you have an organizational style, Julie? Um, that implies that there's some sort of organization. So maybe I just call it loose. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a list person? I am a list person. I have lists, but I definitely then go long periods without using them. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should have had a list. Maybe more of this would have gotten done. Well, true. And I think sometimes the lists do nothing but create more lists. I have a, I do use notes. I use notes. And when you click it, it goes down so it's to be clicked again. And I have a grocery list on my notes that is probably 612 items because I keep putting the same ones oh, back that's on. that's so funny. So it's not very effective, but I think every woman has her own way of doing it. The other thing I think that we do is we have to shift priorities. Mm. Now, you are the mother of one. You're soon going to be the mother of two. I think that demands a shift. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. But that is, it is actually one of our superpowers though. I mean, the more that gets added to our plate, it's almost like there's like a new level of focus that comes in that we are able to keep all of the balls in the air somehow. I mean, yes, of course, sometimes some of them fall, but generally speaking, we're able to manage it. Well, and I think the fact that we are optimistic about it and believe we can enables us to do exactly that. Caveat, we do sometimes bite off more than we can chew. Mm, We commit to things we shouldn't. So when that happens, it's okay to reevaluate, okay? So like when we recognize our plate is too full, there is nothing wrong with saying, up, something's got to give here. Something's got to go. I'm not going to be able to do all of those things. We have to figure out where the give and take needs to be in order to prevent burnout and freak out and a loss of optimism. This makes me think of our recent episode with Christy Wright. She joined us on episode 166 where she's talking about balance and finding time to do all of the things. So you might want to check that out if you're kind of feeling that little (laughs) nudge right now. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good one. But we do always show up. And, you know, I got to throw this one in. We're usually more prepared than our male counterparts. Maybe it's the purses we carry that are filled with things. I'm not sure, but we really are. That's funny. What about optimism in our relationships? I mean, I feel like this plays a role in, especially in our dating relationships. We grow up confident that we're going to find and marry our Prince Charming. That first kiss is going to be, you know, the perfect love story we've always wanted. And, you know, that's often not how it goes, but we can't help but think that way. Have you ever thought about the fact that every single one of those movies, and I delight in them, I'm not a don't be a princess person, you're fine to be a princess, but every single one of them ends with the beginning of a marriage or the beginning, it's like, all right, maybe they just needed to cut it off there because (laughs) after that, you know, there's a whole nother road ahead of you. But the reality is when we begin looking for a good man, sometimes they are not screen worthy. They are not riding in on a white horse or, you know, looking up at you at the balcony, whatever it is, they're just not that man you thought you were going to get. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this because yes, we maybe all have dreams of the perfect, you know, Hallmark Christmas movie type of relationship. And most of the time, it's not gonna be that way. I think most of us are gonna end up dating a guy who 
seems like he's great and then it turns out that he's not as great as we once thought him to be and that's where we have to pair our optimism with realism we have to kind of evaluate okay is this really what i'm looking for be honest with ourselves when our you know needs and um, desires are not being met and then not be completely given over to pessimism that never will you ever find a good guy worthy of your time yeah i think reality steps in at times and you realize the things that he said to you are not the things that he's doing and that's the reality that you have to accept and as julie said step back but do not get pessimistic that there's not someone good out there Mm -hmm. because there is just because this guy is a twit does (laughs) not mean the next guy will be um but Take your optimism and place it in the right relationship. I mean, I think I can definitely speak from personal experience that when we choose not to become pessimistic because it didn't work out the way we thought it should the first, second, or (laughs) nine different times, our optimism serves us when we recognize that our value hasn't changed because we maybe dated a not-so-great guy or just a not-so-great-for-us guy, that that doesn't affect our self-worth and our value. It should re instill what we're looking for and kind of ignite that desire to keep looking and waiting until we find that good guy. Very true, Julie. So the other place that your emotions can get challenged is in motherhood. Mm, Optimism in motherhood. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's Uh, definitely talk about that one. (laughs) Well, I think most little girls have baby dolls. Okay. Ones you can even feed or Mm. whatever they do, they'll talk back to you, which I I wouldn't want a doll to talk back to me because you get enough (laughs) when you have a real child. Um, And you, or you may become a babysitter to your siblings or someone else. And it kind of doesn't look like it's that big of a deal. And you're an amazing mother of a (laughs) little plastic child you know (laughs) but then you get to real motherhood and it can be a little different yeah I mean you grow up and then you have opinions on how you think it's going to go and then it maybe doesn't turn out that way or you hear opinions from others and your experience isn't the same but that's okay we don't have to be you know discouraged by things not being how our fairy tale little girl mom selves thought they were going to be but instead recognize that everything changes and we're going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. And the one place we do not want you to put your motherhood, self-worth and optimism in is social media Mm. because there's two completely different views in social media. One is it's challenging. I'm not, you know, it's these horrible things are going on. My child is out of control, whatever, you know, there's the negative Then there's the perfect, and we've talked about this before, the perfect mother Mm. side where they do everything right and their kid never gets dirty (laughs) and never talks back. And you see these pictures, they are so unrealistic. Mm. I don't want you to look at those and lose your optimism because a motherhood relationship is worth being optimistic about because it's amazing and special. Yeah, I think something we always want to remind moms who listen to the show is that you were made to mom that child or children that are in your home, that you really do possess all of the traits and abilities and words of wisdom and encouragement that your child needs. And that, you know, even though there's going to be those moments where you feel like you're not enough or that you are failing as a mom, you really do have what it takes. You were meant to mother this child. 
Well, and I think one of the best places to find a motherhood relationship, and probably in all of our relationships, is 1 Corinthians 13. We hope for everything. We expect all the good. We do, in that motherhood thing, we are so positive about what they can be. Even when they're proving to us that day they're not. Mm -hmm. So I think holding on to that optimism and seeing them through that lens serves not only you well, but serves them well too. I think one of the ways to remain optimistic in our motherhood journey is to see each season for what it is. I mean, I'm preparing to bring a new baby, a girl after having a boy into my life and that can feel overwhelming, but instead I should be thinking about all the possibilities as I'm planning for the gadgets I need or don't need and, you know, filling up a hospital bag and then a diaper bag. You know, there's exciting things that I have yet to experience with my little girl and I don't want to rush on to the next thing. I want to just enjoy that that first season of seeing her and getting to know her. Well, and I think you may be in the season of math, mm. of dealing with times tables and things like that, of the challenges of that. But the optimism that you can bring to that elementary school challenge is mm. that when you get your child through it and you see that success on their face, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have a victory and your optimism paid off. I know you talk a lot about the hard years, the dark years, the teen and preteen years, but knowing that they might act like they don't like you, but remaining optimistic as their mom and knowing how much they desperately need you and maybe feel the need to hide the fact that they like you. This is a pivotal time in their life that you get to be a positive, you know, reinforcement in their life and development. Well, and then you usher them off into adulthood. Hmm. All right, believing they are prepared for the world because you've worked really hard for 18 years to Mm -hmm. get them there, and the reality is they are. They'll hit a few bumps, Mm -hmm. but they are. So I would encourage you to be optimistic even about that, even if you're sitting home going, oh, I miss them, Mm -hmm. oh, I miss them, Mm -hmm. because where they're going is what you always hoped for and believed that would happen for them. I think another area where we really can thrive because of our optimism is our changing purpose throughout a woman's life. We've talked almost incessantly, but meaning to inspire you that it's okay if you find that your purpose has changed as you have aged and cycled through different parts of your life. We all have one. It's just, it's going to kind of morph as your life goes through highs and lows and differences. Well, and I think that you embrace each of those, Julie, Mm -hmm. uh, with a hopeful, obviously optimistic view of what it can be, what you can get out of it and what you can make out of it. Whether you're gaining education or you're building that relationship or you're finding a career path or you've started a family uh, or your family has left, Mm -hmm. each season has something special in it that is part of your purpose. And we don't need to think that there is just this one big grand purpose because it weaves in and out of everything we experience in life. Yeah, I mean, every little step we take toward any of the goals we have in our various different relationships and roles, they're all helping us to get a little bit smarter, a little bit wiser, a little more capable, stronger even. And when we do that, we recognize we're building into our purpose and moving toward the next thing that we might not even realize that we're being prepared for. You know, it's funny that you, you say that, Julie, because sometimes I think when we're, we're getting hit a little bit, our optimism goes out the window and we think 
that things aren't going well, which they may not be, Mm -hmm. or, you know, life is kicking our butt, which it does. Mm -hmm. And what we thought was going to happen doesn't, and it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the optimistic view of that is exactly what you said. Those seasons, those things are what make us stronger, Mm -hmm. are what make us better for our next purpose, for the next thing that we're going to have to do or have the opportunity to do. It's not even just have to do. The next thing that we're privileged to enter will be better for Mm. by finding the purpose and the strength in the one before. It feels fitting to kind of go into this last section of the place in our life that optimism has zero constraints, and that is our faith. We here at Grit and Grace are women who believe that God ultimately has a purpose and has good for us, and that's where we can find our unending, unwavering positivity in this life. It's true, and even on the bad days, you know, the... There is hope in it, you know, when, when the Bible says all things work together for good, there's no caveat in it. There's like not literally all things. Yeah, <laughs> everything. There's not a list of, you know, but this one doesn't or this one doesn't. Everything does. I know there's a fear maybe in mentioning this verse because it feels all too familiar, but the, you know, pivotal place for our positivity and optimism comes from Jeremiah 29, 11. And don't, don't drown me out because again, you already know it and you can kind of say it along with me, but hear these words as a reminder of where you can find your optimism. This is from the New Living Translation. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So if you're in that place where it's challenging or you're hurt, there is hope. There is reason to be optimistic. There's reason to know by our faith, by the God that we serve, that he will provide healing, that he will provide restoration, that he will provide peace mm-hmm. in the midst and after. There, There is always a future. Every challenge has an end. Mm-hmm. Everything you're experiencing that may be difficult will end one day and you'll be able to move on past it, whether it takes a year of healing, three years of healing. I've had people in my life that I have seen desperately heartbroken and three years later they're dancing again Mm -hmm. and it took that long Mm -hmm. it took that long but they're dancing again and I think that's that's where our optimism comes in and we need to be sure from the God that we serve that there is always 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 hope you know Dar something I do on my show is I define a new word at the end of every episode But I felt like we could wrap up today's episode with defining optimism. Because regardless of whether today you're feeling good, you're feeling confident, (laughs) or you are really wavering and maybe finding yourself feeling a little more frustrated and hopeless, optimism can be the key to getting you to that next step, remembering that there will always be a way you will find it. God will show you when you need to know it. Optimism is a noun that means hopefulness and confidence about the future or successful outcome of something. So I want to encourage you to choose to look for the potential successful outcome of that thing you might be facing today. Julie, I love that the verse that uh, we're ending this episode with really parallels the definition of optimism. It's from Romans 5.5. 5. 
Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We hope that you found some encouragement and positivity from this episode, and we look forward to being with you again soon on This Grit and Grace Life. You are not going to want to miss next week's episode. We'll be joined by Tori Sorge. She's a biracial woman who is talking to us about how to have healthy and honest conversations about race. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.